Hello all my nieces and nephews and welcome to Auntie Jojo's library. All listeners are welcome in my library, but it was specifically created for my seven wonderful nieces and nephews. The month of January, stories will be released on Mondays and Thursdays. January is a very special month because it's Auntie Jojo's birthday month, and Auntie Jojo is requesting that her listeners send her short stories. You can email them to me at auntiejojoslibrary at gmail.com. I would like you to submit short stories that I can read on air in future episodes. Let's get started. Chapter 1, Meet the Darlings All children, except one, grow up. When Wendy Darling was two years old, she picked flowers from the garden. She ran to her mother and gave her the most beautiful one she had found. Miss Darling sighed and whispered, Why can't you remain like this forever? From that day forward, Wendy knew that she must grow up. The Darlings were a happy family from England. Mr. and Miss Darling married and had three children. First came Wendy, then John, and finally Michael came along. Each time a baby was born, Mr. Darling worried that they wouldn't have enough money to feed each one. Miss Darling promised they would find the money, and she was right. Mr. Darling was the type of man who liked to have everything his neighbors had, but since they had to be careful with their money, they hired a Newfoundland dog, Nana, to be the nanny instead of a woman. Nana proved to be a treasure of a nurse. She made sure each child was squeaky clean at bath time. If one of the children had made even the slightest peep at night, she'd be by their bedside in a flash. She knew the difference between a cough that was harmless and one that needed medicine right away. She also escorted the children to school each day and walked proudly by their side. Nana never once forgot John's sweater during soccer practice and would often carry an umbrella in her mouth in case it rained. She was always well prepared. No nursery had ever been run so smoothly, although Mr. Darling knew this. He still wondered if his family was the talk of the neighbors. Whenever he brought this up to Miss Darling, she assured him that his worries were silly. Never was there a happier family, until Peter Pan appeared. Miss Darling first heard of Peter when she was tidying up the children's room. While they slept, she wondered about the nursery looking through their newfound treasures. She knew that the children were in a deep sleep and dreaming about Neverland. The Neverland was far away, and each child would imagine it a bit differently. John's, for example, had a lagoon with flamingos flying over it. Michael, who was very small, had a Neverland with flamingos with lagoons flying over it. John lived in a boat turned upside down on the sand. Michael lived in a wigwam. Wendy preferred to live in a house made of leaves. She even had a pet wolf. Miss Darling knew that when you play during the day, the Neverland isn't scary at all. But night was a different matter altogether. Two minutes before you fall asleep, it becomes all too real. That was why they had night lights. Sometimes when the children slept, Miss Darling would find things she couldn't understand. One especially confusing thing was the name Peter. She knew of no Peter, and yet she always heard his name present in the children's mind. Miss Darling would question Wendy, but who is he? Why, he's Peter, mother, Wendy would respond. Miss Darling soon remembered a Peter Pan from when she was younger. He had said he lived with fairies. He explained that when a child dies, he would go partway with them to heaven so they wouldn't be afraid. She had believed him at the time, but now that she was grown 
and a sensible woman, she doubted whether such a person really existed. Besides, she said to Wendy, he would be grown by now. Oh, no, mother, he isn't a grown-up. Wendy wasn't sure how she knew, she just knew. When Miss Darling told her husband about Peter, he smiled. Mark my word, it's some nonsense Nana put in their minds. No worries, it'll blow over. But it would not blow over. One morning, Wendy looked over some leaves that she found by the nursery window. I do believe it's that Peter Pan again. Whatever do you mean, Wendy? Miss Darling asked. Wendy explained quite calmly that Peter Pan had come into the nursery and played his pipes for her by the foot of the bed. Although she never woke up, she just knew. I think he comes in through the window. Miss Darling was sure Wendy must have been dreaming. After all, the nursery was three floors up. On the other hand, where did the leaves come from? Miss Darling realized leaves like that didn't exist in England. In the end, she decided that Wendy must have been dreaming. But Wendy wasn't dreaming. The very next night proved to be the beginning of Wendy, John, and Michael's great adventure. On this particular night, Nana had the evening off. Miss Darling bathed the children, told them stories, and watched them drift off to sleep. It wasn't long before Miss Darling fell asleep, too. While she slept, she dreamed that the children had gone to Neverland and were pe peering down on her. The dream itself wasn't dreary, but she awoke to a light flickering in the room. Next to the light, she discovered a boy, and she knew at once it was Peter Pan. The Peter Pan spied Miss Darling. When he realized she was a grown-up, he gnashed his teeth at her. Chapter 2 The Shadow Miss Darling screamed. Nana, returning from her evening out, walked in the room and jumped towards the boy. It was too late. The boy had leaped through the open window. Miss Darling screamed once more. Surely a boy couldn't survive a fall to the ground below. She ran down the street and searched for him. His little body wasn't there. As she looked up at the window, she noticed a shooting star in the sky. When she returned to the nursery, she saw Nana holding the boy's shadow in her mouth. It hadn't had time to escape through the window and had snapped off. Miss Darling examined the window. She hung it out the window. He's sure to come back for it. I'll put it here, and he can easily get it without disturbing the children. But Miss Darling knew she couldn't leave it there. If Mr. Darling saw it, he would think it was laundry. He didn't like to hang laundry in the plain side of anyone. So she rolled up the shadow and put it in a drawer. When the time was right, she'd tell her husband about it. He'd blame it all on Nana. The best opportunity to tell Mr. Darling came a week later on the never-to-be-forgotten Friday. Mr. and Miss Darling had accepted an invitation to dine at a neighbor's house. The evening started like any other. Nana was getting Michael ready for his bath when he shouted, I won't go to bed. I won't. It's not even six o'clock. I won't. I won't. I won't. Miss Darling came in to see what all the fuss was about. She had dressed early because Wendy loved to see her fancied up. Miss Darling watched her two children playing together as Mr. Darling rushed in like a tornado with his tie crumbled in his hand. Mother, unless you tie this properly, we won't be going out tonight, he declared. Miss Darling had no trouble tying the tie. Soon all, the peace, soon all was peaceful once again. Mr. Darling danced around the room with Michael on his back. The dance ended when Nana came into the room. 
Mr. Darling collided against her and almost ruined his pants. Dog hair was stuck everywhere. He brushed it off, but immediately began to question the wisdom of a dog as their nanny. George, said Miss Darling, Nana is a treasure. No doubt, said Mr. Darling, but at times I have the feeling she looks at the children as if they're puppies. Oh, no, dear, said Miss Darling. It was at this time she saw a chance to bring up Peter's shadow. She brought it out of the drawer. Mr. Darling examined it. It's nobody I know, but it does look like a scoundrel. Nana interrupted their conversation as she brought Michael his medicine. Michael put up such a fuss. Mr. Darling was annoyed. Michael, when I was your age, I would take my medicine and thank my parents for making me well, he said. Wasn't your medicine much nastier tasting? asked Wendy. Much, much nastier, said Mr. Darling. I would take it now if I hadn't lost the bottle. I know where it is, said Wendy. She rushed off to get it before her father could stop her. This left Mr. Darling feeling even grumpier. Michael first, said father. Father first, said Michael. He was a very suspicious little boy. A minute passed. I'm waiting, father, said Michael. Mr. Darling complained he had more medicine in his glass than Michael had in his. It isn't fair. Wendy had a splendid idea. Why don't you both take it at the same time? Certainly, said Mr. Darling. Are you ready, Michael? Wendy counted to three. On three, Michael took his medicine, but Mr. Darling didn't. He slipped it behind his back. All three children looked as if they'd lost all respect for their father. He sheepishly grinned. I meant to take mine, but I missed. Then he waited for Nana to go to the bathroom. Look here, children, he said. I have the most splendid joke. I shall pour my medicine into Nana's bowl. She'll drink it and think it's milk. The children did not like this joke. When Nana returned, she began to lap up the medicine. After a few licks, she gave Mr. Darling a look. Not an angry look, but one that showed how disappointed she was in him. She crept into her kennel. It was only a joke, exclaimed Mr. Darling. As the others comforted Nana, Father crumbled. I will not allow this dog to stay in the nursery any hour longer. The children wept as their father brought Nana out into the yard and tied her to a tree. In the meantime, Miss Darling put the children to bed and lit their nightlights. They could hear Nana barking. John cried. It's because father chained her up in the yard. But Wendy was wiser. That is not Nana's unhappy bark. It's the bark when she smells danger. Danger? Are you sure, Wendy? asked Miss Darling. Oh, yes, said Wendy. I'm certain. Miss Darling rushed to the window and made sure it was securely fastened. She looked out and saw the night sky was peppered with stars. They crowded around the house as if curious to see what was about to take place. Miss Darling didn't notice that two of the smaller stars had winked at her. She cried out, How I wish I wasn't going to a party tonight. Michael, half asleep, knew his mother was upset. Can anything harm us tonight after the night lights are lit? Nothing precious. Those are the eyes a mother leaves behind to guard her children. House number 27 was only a few yards away. As Mr. and Miss Darling walked down the street, the stars spied on them. 
The stars weren't that friendly with Peter because often he would sneak up behind them and try to blow them out. But they were fond of fun. So as soon as door number 27 closed, the smallest star in the Milky Way called out, Now, Peter! Chapter 3, Peter Pan and Tinkerbell After the children fell asleep, all three nightlights yawned and went out. Soon, there was another light in the room. It was a thousand times brighter than the nightlights. Although it wasn't really a light, it made the light by flashing about quickly. When it came to rest, you could see it was a fairy no longer than your hand. It was a girl named Tinkerbell. She wore a leaf as a dress. She flittered this way and that way, opening drawers and closets. A moment later, the window was blown open and Peter came in. He had carried Tinkerbell part of the way and his hands were still covered in fairy dust. Tinkerbell, he said softly. Tink, what are you? Tink was in a jug at the moment. Peter spotted her. Do come out. Tell me where did they put my shadow? The loveliest tinkle of bells answered him. It was fairy language. Tink said the shadow was in the big chest of drawers. Peter jumped at the chest and scattered the contents on the floor. He found his shadow. He also locked Tink in the drawer by accident. Peter tried to reattach his shadow. He tried sticking it on with soap from the bathroom. It was no use. He started to cry. His sobs woke Wendy. Boy, why are you crying? she asked. She wasn't scared at all at the sight of a boy in her room. Peter could be a very polite boy. He had learned all about grand gestures at fairy ceremonies. He rose and bowed to her. She was pleased, and she bowed back from her bed. What's your name? he asked. Wendy Moriah Angela Darling, she replied. What's yours? Peter Pan. Is that your whole name? she asked. For the first time, Peter thought about his short name. Yes, he said sharply. Where do you live? asked Wendy. Second star to the right, said Peter, and then straight on till morning. That's a funny address, said Wendy. What do you put on letters? Don't get letters, said Peter. Wendy studied Peter. But your mother must get letters. Don't have a mother, said Peter. Not only did he not have a mother, Peter did not want a mother. He saw no use for one. No wonder you were crying. Wendy jumped out of bed and ran to him. I wasn't crying about mothers. I'm upset my shadow won't stick. Wendy spied the shadow on the floor. How awful, she said. It must be so known. She got her sewing needle and began to work. She sewed it on quickly, and soon it was behaving like a proper shadow. Peter danced. Look how clever I am. I attach my chateau. He had forgotten all about Wendy's help. Wendy was shocked. Never had she seen such a conceited boy. Peter laughed when he saw her angry face. I can't help crowing when I'm pleased with myself, Wendy. It was true, and more often than not, Peter was pleased with himself. Oh, Wendy, Peter said. I do know that one woman is of more use than twenty boys. I can tell you that. This made Wendy feel better. I shall kiss you, Peter. Peter had never been kissed, 
and he didn't know what one was. He held out his hand to her. I shall know what one is when you give it to me. She didn't want to hurt his feelings, so she gave him a small thimble. He stared at the thimble. Now I shall give you a kiss. He plopped an acorn into her hand. Thank you, Peter. I shall wear it around my neck on a chain. Wendy was quite lucky she put that acorn on the chain around her neck, for it would save her life one day. How old are you? she asked. Peter didn't know. I ran away the day I was born. I heard father and mother talking about what I was going to be when I grew up. I didn't ever want to become a man. I always wanted to have fun. So I ran away to Kingston Gardens, and I live a long, long time among the fairies. Wendy was fascinated with his fairy stories. He shared how fairies came to be. You see, Wendy, when the first baby laughed for the first time, the laugh broke into a thousand pieces. Those pieces went skipping about, and that was the beginning of the fairies. There really ought to be a fairy for every girl and boy. Ought to be? asked Wendy. Isn't there? No, said Peter. You see, children grow up and no longer believe in fairies. Every time a child says, I don't believe in fairies, one drops down and dies. At that moment, Peter realized that Tinkerbell was being awfully quiet. Tink, where are you? Wendy's heart fluttered. You don't mean there's a fairy in this very room, do you? She was just here, said Peter. You don't hear her, do you? They both listened. The only sound I hear, said Wendy, is the sound of tinkling bells. Peter smiled. That's fairy language. I think I hear something too. That's when he realized the sound came from the chest drawers. Wendy, I do believe I shot Tink in the drawers. He let poor Tink out and she flew about the nursery screaming with fury. Thank you so much for joining me in my library for the reading of these chapters of Peter Pan. The next episode will be reading chapters 4 through 6, and you'll definitely want to stay tuned to that episode because there will be a special guest reader. The month of January, I will be releasing episodes on Mondays and Thursdays. And on January 11th, Auntie Jojo's birthday, we'll be reading Harold and the Purple Crayon. And then we'll pick back up finishing Peter Pan the 14th, 18th, and 21st. I'm looking forward to sharing more stories with you. If you have story suggestions or you'd like to give me feedback, you can email me at auntiejojoslibrary at gmail.com.